Welcome back to Pivot to Positivity with your hosts, Mina and Kawhi. Pivot to Positivity is a podcast about finding the good in life one moment at a time. Today's episode is about the pitfalls of spending too much time living in the future or the past and how that can interfere with creating a life that you love. This topic is like pretty important. I feel like you and I talk about it all the time. We definitely do. (laughs) But um, I don't think we've ever like talked about it in a meaningful way on the podcast. So yeah, not yet. Yeah. So I figured like this is a good thing because it's something that I feel like when people get into like LOA or like manifesting, it's definitely easy to like fall into the trap of like spending too much time like visualizing or whatever Mm -hmm. just like not living in the present yeah I mean even outside of manifesting I think we all do it to some degree yeah where we're just constantly thinking about the future or we're constantly thinking about the past which doesn't allow us to live in the present (laughs) yeah like like I know I know all of us can relate to it either heavily or at least one point in our life Mm -hmm. especially like when circumstances get tough and like Mm -hmm. when the world around you is like you know seems unstable or whatever which you know when is it not (laughs) (laughs) but like I feel like we can get even deeper you know into those habits because you just like don't like to live in the present is to like deal with some anxieties that maybe you're not you don't think you're ready to deal with so yeah absolutely that was definitely both of us this week because I know I texted you and I was like I don't want to face reality (laughs) (laughs) we were both like let's disconnect from reality for a few days yeah and try again yeah yeah just Um, overwhelmed by like everything that's been going on in the world and you know that can make it really hard to stay present mm -hmm. I think when there's turmoil even when there's not turmoil but especially when there's turmoil but all that to say, how does this relate to law of attraction specifically? Yeah. So specifically law of attraction, your point of attraction is based on how you feel now. By point of attraction, I mean the vibe that you're putting out is based on how you feel now. So if you're constantly looking to the future, which is for a lot of us gives you anxiety, then you're putting out a vibe of anxiety. And same thing if you're constantly looking into the past and maybe you're regretting things, you know, or you're feeling like overly nostalgic to the point where you get a little sad because you miss it so much. Like Mm. that's the energy that you're putting out into the universe. And even though those circumstances and the events, if you're looking to the future, they haven't happened yet. If you're looking to the past, they've already happened, but they're still affecting your vibe now. And that means they're affecting like the, the type of life that you're attracting yeah. because they're affecting your current vibe, you know, and you can't change the past or predict the future, but you can choose to act now in ways that will make you feel better. And I feel like the only way to do that is to be present and to recognize like what moment that you're in, you know? Yes. And I think to speak to that too, not everybody know- who's listening knows this, but Mina and I are both like big daydreamers. I mean, personally, I live both in the future and the past, like just both as a as a treat, you know, Mm -hmm. like a little cute thing for the summer. Like maybe I'll ruminate on my past at night and then stay up till 2 a.m. and then think about the future all day. Right. Love that. I'm a future baddie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? The past that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Like we're looking forward. You're like so. the past doesn't even exist. So <laughs> the past is a hallucination. Okay. No, so. no, no, not that. 
sorry, a little bit of a tangent, but yeah. I say that to say that there's obviously the extreme version of being in the past and the future, but that doesn't mean that there aren't benefits to doing either. So we're not telling you don't think of the future at all, right? Because there are benefits to a little bit of daydreaming, mm-hmm. like as a treat, as I said. Yeah, because like a little bit of daydreaming, we all do it. It can help you improve your mood and, you know, just step back from, you know, if you are, you know, having a particularly rough circumstances that you're dealing with, if you just Mm -hmm. step back and like picture a better future, it can help you improve your mood, get you excited for what's to come, which can motivate you to get back in the present and power through whatever it is you're dealing with because you're so excited about creating this future. So like there can be benefits to visualizing into daydreaming yeah and there are lots of specific law of attraction techniques that tell you to visualize right and visualizing is good like having a many people already probably know this best vision board having a vision portfolio or spending five minutes a day dreaming about the future that you want and getting excited about it as you said so that you can send those good vibes out so you're like you know what yes i'm gonna stay in the present but i'm gonna get really excited about what's to come right and there are obviously drawbacks right like if you spend too much time living in the future you can kind of like i feel like a lot of times we romanticize the future and we picture it as being like this like perfect like escape and all of our problems are gonna have gone away Mm -hmm. by then Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna be living these perfect happy lives and what happens then is you can become stagnant and like stop interacting in your actual current reality in your present you know life and the only way to get to the future is you know through the present yeah. So if you just completely like if your daydreaming is becoming like, you know, maladaptive to the point to where you feel like you like have to live there in order to deal with deal now. with life, then mm-hmm. that's when it's kind of inching into that like problematic territory where it's not just something that's inspire you, inspiring you. It's something that's distracting you from your Ooh. your current life. Oof, that hurts a little bit, but it's the truth. (laughs) I'm dragging myself, by the way, because I've been... Yeah, I was going to say it's a drag for both of us because... Or all of us, actually, because I think we all can be guilty of doing that. But as one of my friends says all the time, and it's my favorite thing to remind myself of, is that the only way out is through. Exactly. So So even if you want that great future... And it doesn't mean that you won't get it, of course. Obviously, our hope is that all of you get everything that you want that's going to benefit your highest good. You have to obviously get through the now. Like, you don't just jump to the future. Mm -hmm. Something has to happen incrementally in your present in order for you to get to the things that you want five years from now, ten years from now. So it's very important to live here, not ahead, because here is what makes life. Yeah. (laughs) And I also think too, like if you start like hyper fixating on the future, you Mm -hmm. can start like feeling impatient because it's not here yet. You can start feeling despair because you can't see how you're going to get there. Oh, yeah. Um, Or you may start like you may start inching into trying to force it and trying to figure out how it's going to happen and try to make it happen through like these specific channels that you've been visualizing. When maybe Mm -hmm. it's meant to come into your life a different way, a serendipitous Mm. way that you can't predict. 
So I think too, like that's another kind of like drawback of focusing too much on future daydreaming. And like, like I said, like in moderation, like it's totally fine. It can be inspirational and helpful, but I think that a lot of us, myself included, because like I said, myself included as well, future (laughs) baddie, future mommy, future Anna, um, (laughs) But it, it can definitely be difficult. And same thing, like, with hyperfixating on the past versus, like, maybe, like, reminiscing or learning mm, from the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a different set of, like, benefits and drawbacks. But there still are benefits and drawbacks to doing that. Like, you don't have to just, like, you know, if you never learn from the past, then you're just going to keep doing goofy things. The same, yeah, the same thing over, over and over, over again. Over again. Yeah. The past can help you gain wisdom. Yeah, for sure. Like you can, you know, either if it's your own mistakes or other people's mistakes that you've witnessed, you know, you can learn from the past. You can learn what you like, what you don't like. You can learn, you know, what your triggers are. Like there's so much that you can learn from the past Mm -hmm. um, to help you avoid repeating mistakes and to help you redirect your life in a direction that's like more in line with what you want. But once again, when you get to the point to where you're like hyper fixating, I think sometimes we can feel like guilt over our past choices or mm-hmm. regret over choices that we did or didn't make. Yeah. And nostal- I don't know about like you, but for mm-hmm. me, when I look back to the past, a lot of it is through the lens of like nostalgia. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I knew I'm I. Turn into one of those hashtag take me back people. <laughs> I I can get that way. I think in general, a lot of us look to the past because we, in, in the same way that we romanticize the future, I think many of us also romanticize the past. Mm, that's true. If we're not, if we're not romanticizing the past, we're, we might be doing one of two extreme things. So we either might be thinking it was better than it was, or we might be thinking that it was way worse mm-hmm. than it was because I mean, I don't know about you, but in my adolescence, I was super, I mean, I still kind of am super dramatic <laughs> about everything. So I i would create this narrative that life was, you know, 10 times harder than, for me than it was. And that wasn't to say that I didn't struggle with things because I did. But when I look at it now as the person that I am today, I realized that I created a lot of the like struggles that I had, I created for myself with mm. my own narrative. Yeah. I mean, I I did learn this through therapy, by the way. My therapist told me, she was like, you know, we all have narratives for, and, and, and my genuine therapist, okay? I'm not talking about like a TikTok therapist or <laughs> a, Twitter therapist. a Twitter therapist. My my actual licensed therapist, everybody. Um, She said that we tend to create narratives and sometimes those narratives don't fit what may have actually happened. Mm-hmm. And she didn't mean that in the sense of dismissing what I went through, but she said, try to look at it from a different lens. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously, this does not pertain to major traumas or major um, circumstances in people's lives, but it would be like the smallest things and I would blow it out of proportion and it was not what I thought it was. That was just the narrative that I spun for it. And I think that spending too much time in the past can can make us do that sometimes. Yeah, drop maybe narratives that don't affect don't reflect like the reality and I think that's also like such a good point about how we all create our own realities 
mm-hmm. because like the way that you remember things and maybe the way the people who were there with you remember them may be completely different just because oh, yeah, you totally. all have different narratives about the event. Yes. It's like that quote where it's you could totally be the villain in someone else's story. Right. Not that not that this applies to a general <laughs> overview, but it's just that we all have different perspectives and we play different roles in each other's lives. And the way that you saw the situation and the way that I see it does not necessarily make it the truth. Yeah. It just means it's different because we're different people. And I think too, like for some people, this is kind of a tangent. But for some people who kind of struggle with the whole, like, what do you mean we can create our own realities? Like, we're, we're all on this earth together and we all mm-hmm. are dealing with, you know, whatever situation together. Like, how can I create a reality that's different than yours? And mm-hmm. it's through the narrative that you tell about the circumstances, you know, not necessarily totally. the circumstances themselves, because there are some things you can control, but most mm-hmm. you can't. So it's not always the circumstance, but a lot of time it's the narrative about yeah. the circumstance that creates the reality that you live and how you feel about your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's when, about finding a balance, right? Yeah. Like a fine balance. Definitely. That's with everything in life, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I am the most extreme person in the history yeah. of people. Like, Kawhi will You're very you, all I'm or very nothing. All or nothing. I'm very black mm-hmm. or white. You're like, it's uh, this or nothing. Right. And like my actual <laughs> licensed therapist <laughs> told, me, told, you know, they call those distortions, cognitive mm. distortions is what they call them. Um, and it's basically when you like, you create these rules around life that mm. are not like applicable to how life actually is. So like if you create a very black and white rule about life, you ignore the fact that much of life is gray. Oh, I, I've never known about this. So that's actually really interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because I have a psych degree. So um, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's like people who are like. Nobody well, check you know, on that. They're like, oh, you know, I made a mistake. I'm awful. I'm oh, talentless. Okay. You know, it's like, no, you are creating a narrative. Like you just made a mistake. Mm. It doesn't mean you're the worst person in the world. So kind of okay. stuff like that. So that's how, like, that's the place that I come from. Maybe some mm-hmm. of you can relate. So I don't, I hope nobody listens to this and is like, well, of course they're saying this. Like, they they don't deal with this like I do. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I am very mentally ill. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, I was going to say, like, yeah, same. Like, we, no, we really. We really, like. If you, if you guys could read some of our text messages to each other when we're struggling. I mean, like, I think I posted one one time on our Twitter. You would see that. We're not joking about this stuff. We genuinely right. struggle with our mental health and then trying to figure out how it like how to navigate that with in conjunction with law of attraction, mm-hmm. not because um we're hoping that law of attraction will save us, but because law of attraction really has helped our mental health in so many ways. Yeah. But there are times where our mental health is just like <laughs> too much, maybe. Sometimes I feel like a psych ward escapee, not gonna lie. But it is what it is. <laughs> like we move hashtag irregardless. Yeah, we have those sticky socks. Yeah, grippy sock <laughs> vacation. Grippy socks. Um anyway. Very girl this title is um Girls Interrupted. Girls interrupted. That's so funny. Um, but anyway, sorry, we went on a tangent. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So a little, we say all that to say, we recognize that sometimes when you're struggling, a little escapism is what you need. You know, it gives you that extra, you know, 
Oh my god, I'm realizing that I talk in so much like internet language because I was about to say Ginny Saquon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it gives you that like little umph that you can need to like get through the day. You know, if I can yeah. just escape a little bit, I can get through the day. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's helpful. Yeah. But it's when you find yourself unable to be present or to the point where being present being present is uncomfortable for you because you're so used to living either in the past or in the future. Mm-hmm. Like that I think is when you need to step back because you can envision this beautiful future for yourself. But mm-hmm. if all you do is sit around and live in that future in your head and you don't take any action like we talked about in a previous episode and you don't yeah. live in the present, like you're going to miss out on connections, miss out on experiences, miss out on things that could bring you you closer to, you know, whatever future you have in your head. Yeah. And I say this with a lot of kindness as well, because like I said, I I spend time both in the present or no, both in the future and in the past. I think sometimes when we do too much in the future, what we're actually doing is just fantasizing, but you're not making anything happen. Yep. Um, you know, it, when it, when it's an unhealthy balance, that is, and I'm not talking about like visualization or um, making vision boards, but I mean, when your only thoughts are ever rooted in the future, that's definitely just fantasy at that point, because that's not what you're currently living now. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's again, like making up a narrative for what you hope to live or what or even if like you want to approach it from an anxiety um, induced mind like myself, where you're creating scenarios <laughs> that are very unlikely to happen. Yeah. And then you're basing how you live in the present for futures that are probably very uncertain and not going to happen. I'm glad that you brought up that because I feel like I've like we've been talking about it from the lens of like visualizing like a happy future. But Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with, like, visualizing an unhappy future. Like, Mm. you're just stressing yourself out, which, again, (laughs) is sending stressed out vibes into the universe. And they're like, oh, this person, magnet for stress. Like, we send them some stress their way, they're going to eat it up. And then that can kind of, like, push you even more into these, like, thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just becomes this this never-ending cycle. So I definitely think that, like... Obviously, we say this with a lot of grace, but like, it's just, it's really important to try and balance being present. You know, you want to spend the most time being present in the here and now. And then you can spend some time, you know, reflecting on the past or looking towards the future. But like, if, if the majority of your time is spent not being present, then you're really doing yourself a disservice you know, law of attraction aside, just like the quality of your yeah, relationships, the quality of your life, the quality of your interactions with other people and the way you think about yourself, like you're just doing yourself a disservice by not living in in the now. Yeah, the power of now, Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so do you have any tips for like finding balance? Like we say finding balance is important, but have you learned anything or tried anything that's been helpful for you when you, you're trying to be more present? I have learned how to find balance because like I said, I really, I, I used to spend a lot of time in like thinking about the future, especially when I was stressed. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that mm-hmm. um as we said because i just didn't want to be in the present moment i was like the present moment has 
not very good things happening. You know, the pandemic, it's got, um, you know, people being cruel to each other or whatever else, you know, that was going on in the present at that time in my life. And I had to learn to stay out of the future because I realized that I was not doing anything with my actual life in the present moment. So my tip really is like, when you focus on the now, you get to live in, and create whatever future you want, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. No, like but it's, by taking action in the present, you are actively creating a future. Yeah, and then, I got, and then I got more excited about the future. So anytime I would visualize about the future, I'd be like, okay, that doesn't feel so out of grasp. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like something that is impossible or intangible because I'm actually living in my present current life. Because I can tell you, like, there are so many times where I just would not bother with real life. And I would just rather, like, daydream. Because it was so much easier to daydream than have to deal with my my present life. Yeah. But that's no way to live. Because essentially, you're not living. You're just fantasizing. Yeah. I, I don't mean, even know if that's really a tip. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, listen, what Maroon 5 said, you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Like, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us, like, especially when we like have been chronically stressed for a very long time, mm-hmm. like when we're like on the edge, we just like any time living in the present. It's not, I have had weeks, maybe even months, you know, mm-hmm. allegedly <laughs> where I could get through a whole work day, not remember a thing about the work that I did, even though I was like an active employee attending attending meetings and turning <laughs> in assignments. And the whole time I was doing those assignments, I was living in my head somewhere else. And like, mm. I got things done somehow, but the most memorable parts of my day were the fantasies that I was creating. Mm. And it meant that I lived in a new city for nearly two years without making any new friends Mm. in that city, you know, because I would just get off work, go home and live in my head. Yeah. And so what I started doing, this is a tip that I um, heard from Mike Dooley. We talked about him before. We love Um, him. He sends out the the universe talks, notes from the universe. But anyway, he suggests like setting aside like specific time every day for visualizing. Mm -hmm. So that way you kind of, because I don't know, like sometimes if you're like, well, if I can never visualize, like I don't know. Yeah, if you're an all or if you're an all or nothing person, you're like, okay, well, you're probably listening to this, like, okay, well, I'll just never visualize again, right? And it's like, okay, ever again. It's like, no, no, okay, let's pull back. (laughs) Let's not do that. Um, Not too fast. Let's pull back. Or also, you may be like, oh, I can't not visualize, so I'm just not even going to try to live in the present because, like, I'm not one of those people who can live in the present. No, you Mm -hmm. can. But set aside some time. You know, obviously, if you're if you're a person who lives in your head all day. You can't just go tomorrow. I will only visualize for seven minutes. Yeah, you know, that's not like, possible for people like me. I like, please come on. Yeah, I'm would, always in my head. <laughs> literally, if I'm not actively engaged in a conversation with somebody, like sometimes in my life, it depends on where I am in my life. Usually, mm-hmm. the worse I'm doing mentally, the more I'm living in my head. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, exactly the same. That's how I like. It's kind of like how to, how I gauge like how bad my mental health is by like same. how delusional I'm being. No, same. I swear in 2017 to like 2019, I was living in my head. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so what I do, 
it's like I would start, I'd be like, okay, like, you know, I'll set aside, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes mid morning, you know, I just like set aside like time throughout the day to visualize, fantasize, whatever. I'd set a timer. And when mm-hmm. it went off, I'd try to do an activity that required my attention to be present. Mm, yeah, and that's actually, that's definitely something I've been doing more too. Yeah. And so you start with like, you know, having it all throughout the day and then mm-hmm. slowly you can, you know, if that works for you, if having, you know, a whole hour of visualization every day and you just break it up into six, 10 minute chunks, like if that works for you and you're able like to be that. present, like that's great. You may get to a point to where like Mike says he only visualizes for like five minutes a day, allegedly. <laughs> I personally, <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever be that person, you know, but me neither. <laughs> you, know, you can like kind of get it down to wherever it feels comfortable for you eventually. But yeah, you don't have to like try with this entire podcast, like never feel like you have to try everything at once and do it perfectly oh, all yeah. the time. Like we do not. I do not. I won't speak for Clay, but I do I don't. Not. No, I don't. Like speak for me. <laughs> I do not perfectly live all these principles. You know, I don't always no. take action when I should. I don't always live in the present as much as I should. I don't Same. always, you know, keep a good good eye on my vibe every single day. Yeah, um, it's not possible, right? By like, the way, you have to like give yourself some grace and realize yeah. that we're like not. You know, life is not clear cut. It's messy. Yeah, and there are periods of time where it'll be easier for you. You know. When I'm in a stride, it's easy for me to live in the present because I'm enjoying my life and I'm enjoying mm-hmm. my circumstances. Same. It's easy for me to take action because I really feel inspired. So, I, it, you know, there are always times when it's more difficult, but I think those times are when it's even more important to at least try, even if mm-hmm. you don't succeed, because yeah. you're telling Aaliyah, yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. If you first, if at first, you if at don't first succeed, you don't succeed, get back up and try dust again. Yourself off and try again, mm-hmm. because it's then you're telling your brain and you're like, you're making it clear to yourself that like this isn't just like a a fair weather thing. This right. is something that I'm committed to doing yeah. throughout my life, even when it's not easy. Yeah, and sometimes commitment looks like ten percent of right. your day. Or maybe one percent. You're like, okay, I'm aware. I'm aware of my emotions, and I'm feeling terrible, and I don't want to do anything about it. Today yeah. is a wash. That is still, <laughs> that's still okay. That's still just as good. Yeah, and it that means that you haven't completely given up, but it mm-hmm. also means that you recognize that you just don't have it to give. Sometimes yeah, you that's just fair. do not have anything to give, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I know we mostly talked about finding balance for the future but what about for people who like to reminisce about the past I think so there are like grounding techniques that help me Mm -hmm. um because it's weird because like my anxiety like a lot of people's anxiety is like solely future based but a lot of times I have anxiety over like things that happened in the past and mine's both (laughs) (laughs) mine is both too but I feel like I get more anxious thinking about the past and the future a lot of times. Oh, okay. Um, Mine's like totally 50-50. I will will dread both equally and anxiously as much as the other. I just think I've like successfully deluded myself into thinking that my future will be great. So I'm like, let's not worry about that. That's That's the way to live. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> there's that like you know that whole viral trend that's like no like normalize being insane like yeah that's that's kind of how i am like i'm just like you know what normalize being delusionally optimistic about your future okay um, well yes call back to the last episode <laughs> optimism yes um but there are some <laughs> grounding techniques so like when i start feeling anxiety or when i start feeling like i'm like living in the past or like revisiting a past event obviously not in the sense of like a ptsd memory like that's something mm-hmm. very specific um but just like yeah. in general like what helps me was like i'll be like they, i sometimes i play the color game which is like i'll pick a random color and then i'll look around the room and try to find stuff that's that color um and then i'll just cycle through colors until i'm able to like be back in the present oh i like that um you can try like you know the 10 toes down thing where you just like if you're somewhere where you can like press your feet into the ground or if you can take Mm -hmm. your shoes off and then just like okay press your feet into the ground feel the ground beneath you like if you're sitting Mm -hmm. down press your bottom into the seat like feel the seat beneath you and do like physical sensory things that yes. bring you back into the present there's the whole like holding an ice cube thing yeah to... i forget what that's called but i know what you're talking about where you're just sending awareness to all parts of your body yeah like ground to remind like, yourself yeah, like, like, that you're presently here like grounding techniques like mm-hmm. um it's like sensory grounding techniques mm-hmm. so doing stuff like that um you can look up like grounding techniques online and you'll find a ton um of those but like disclaimer we're not you know licensed yeah, we're not. mental health professionals so please consult your, <laughs> if, you're like if you in crisis or yeah please consult somebody who is professional yeah and we mean that from the bottom of our hearts not not in any way joking whatsoever yeah. um because, because we both have experience with like actual like diagnosed mental illness and we know yeah. that sometimes as much as you try you know different techniques Sometimes what you really need is like, you know, a professional, a professional who can like, and that's okay. Guide you. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's why they're there. So for finding balance, I think our overall message is, you know, to one, try and recognize like when you are spending more time, like out of the present than in the present, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, being mindful. And then two, like, Trying these different techniques, you know, maybe trying slowly to change your behavior. Don't try to be all all or nothing like I am, (laughs) Um, but just like slowly trying different things out and giving yourself grace, you know, that's that's a big thing, you know, give yourself grace, but steadily work towards it, even when it's hard. Yeah. Don't be hard on yourself if you find yourself either in the future or the past or both, because it's very normal, I would say. Yeah. And when things are tough, like they have been for the past few years, you know, for all mm-hmm. of us, it's mm-hmm. even more difficult, you know, to not be, want be to, present. Right. To yeah. Be present and to not want to live in a different reality. Um, yeah. So just know that like it's totally this episode isn't to like shame anybody for no, not, not living all. in the present because I mean, pot, meat, kettle, right? Right. Um, <laughs> but it's just to try and to inspire you to do something that may improve your quality of life yes absolutely so closing thoughts for this episode Kawhi. our closing thoughts for this episode is that life is now it is not back there or ahead of you 
You can only ever live in this present, current moment once. So try to enjoy it while you can before it passes you by. Amen. (laughs) Um, But thank you for listening to another episode of Pivot to Positivity. We look forward to continuing to share our LOA journey with you. And we're really so glad that so many of you have, you know, tuned in, tuned in and appreciated and feel like the episodes resonate with you. That means a lot to us. Um, Yes. You know, we started this just to kind of really to kind of talk through our. (laughs) It was for us. (laughs) And anxieties. And we were like, you know, maybe other people would like to hear this, too. Yeah. And you did. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's good to really thank all of you on our fifth episode because you have tuned in. You've been so loyal and so supportive and it means the world to me and Mina because we don't actually ever count how many listeners we have. But the fact that we have any, it really means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you.